Welcome to the Milestone Church Podcast. Whether you are at home, on the road, or at work, we hope you find this message encouraging and helpful for your life. You can watch other messages just like this one on our website at milestonechurch.com slash messages. If you're our guest, let me welcome you today to the second week of a series that we've entitled Let's Talk Family. I want to welcome all those that are watching online, maybe one of our video venues here at the Keller campus, our campuses, maybe someone that will watch this message later. Would you put your hands together and welcome everybody that's joining in with us? For many, many years, we've done a series on family. Number one prayer request that we receive is, I need help in my marriage. I need help with a child. It's the number one thing that keeps you awake at night. It's one of the top things that can cause you to have high levels of stress. It's what burdens you. It's what, it diminishes your output at work when you're worried about a kid or worried about your marriage or you have a difficulty. It it just touches every part of our lives. Because it's where you live, I as a pastor who wanna help you with what God has to say, and I'm in the journey with you, we want to talk about it. Let's talk about family. And, and, I, and I know you may feel like, man, I, you don't know my situation, Pastor. I've probably heard it. I, I've probably dealt with it. I, I get it. We, we all have imperfections. We're all on the journey. And I know you care about it, but you don't always have a lot of help in this area. And so um, out of my burden and passion for you, it's like I want to share with you some things that I've learned in my journey, but most of all, I want to give you some principles from God's Word. So we've been looking at some larger concepts uh, this year in our Let's Talk family. Last week, we talked about something you can actually do, and we're going to talk about that this week. It's like we get overwhelmed. It's like, man, I got into this family thing, and then it's just like, whoa, the most skilled among us. We hit moments where we go, wow, this is harder than I thought. Like, I wasn't expecting that. Like, everybody, all of us. And a lot of times it's like, I just don't even know what to do. I I just don't know what to do. And it's amazing, this family thing, too. You can be real good in one season and be like, man, I got this, man. I got it going on. Just wait. (laughs) Just wait. You're going to hit that season where you're like, oh, Wow, what do I do now? So last week we talked about a position we can take. You're like, how do I position myself? What what is the principle? And we learned that humility is a game changer. Humility attracts help. Humility attracts God's blessing and help into our situations. And his grace, when we're humble, will overcome even a lot of our mistakes If our intentions and desires is to stay humble before him, he'll just help us. We learned that last week. If you haven't watched that message, I ask you to go watch it. But this week, I want to take you to a new step of not just a a principle or a posture, but I really want to give you something you can practice. Like, it's like, what do I actually do in my family as we talk about Let's Talk Family. Next week, my wife and I are gonna do some of your questions and kind of get more practical, but let's talk on a bigger picture this week. I'm gonna ask you if you have your Bibles to turn with me to Romans chapter 12. I'm gonna read a couple of verses there in Romans chapter 12 as we look at it together, verse nine and 10. 
Now, I need to tell you, it's amazing when I start talking about family and preaching on it, how I, I have to live what I'm preaching, and I'm really in that right now. I think I have, out of the top, you know, several things that could get you in marriage counseling, I, like, I think I have like three or four of them. So I'm just going to have a little group therapy with you if y'all are okay with it. First of all, as if we haven't had enough challenges in the last year, and you know, I'm kind of like done with unprecedented events, I don't know about you, but um, it's like Ice-mageddon froze one of the pipes in my attic, and my house flooded. So I, I had a house flood. So I'm in a home remodel. Water can do a lot of damage, okay? So my wife is in the middle of all of that with, you know, we got this thing going on. And so I get, I get texts, you know, it's like, what do you think about this little pool or this carpet or this paint? And it's like, well, I like that one. Well, Jeff, no, we're going to do this one. I'm like, well, why, why'd you ask me? You know, I mean, it just, it just feels good to include me on the text, right? So this can get you in marriage counseling, y'all. I'm telling you. It's like, I, I, okay, so I got, I got that. And then so because our house flooded, we, we, we are resident of a local hotel. I've run into people in our church. It's like, I live with the congregation. I'm walking down the hall the other day. Somebody's like, Pastor Jeff, praise God. I'm like, welcome to my house. I'm just glad to, <laughs> glad to have you here. You want any personal ministry or anything? You know, so, and, and it's just like, so we're, we're just kind of like camping. Like we got a little mini fridge there. And, and you know, like when you're camping, you're afraid of what if we run out of food, right? So I become a hoarder, right? I mean, I'll, I'll just, you know, and I'm like when I was in college, you know, I'll just show up at somebody's house. Hey, you know, what's up? Oh, you're having dinner. Great. Glad to be here. This is awesome. We live in a hotel. We don't have a way to cook our own dinner. You know, I just kind of like, and, and so we, we have that. And, and, and then if that's not enough, my, my daughter got engaged. So now it's full bore wedding planning. That can get you in counseling, y'all. I'm just telling y'all. So I got all of this, all right? And, and this, this hotel living thing has brought up one of my wife and I's marital challenges. How many of you have a marital challenge regarding temperature? Regard, come on, anybody want to be honest in church, okay? A lot of you. This guy back here, he's, he doesn't even believe in this. He's Pentecostal. He's just like, <laughs> praise God, I got it. I got it, pastor, right? So, so, I mean, we have a massive issue. She's cold, I'm hot, right? I, I, I'm just, I have fire raging in me all the time, y'all. You know, big men burn diesel, right? We're not burning, un, this is not a hybrid right here, okay? This is like we burn full grade diesel all the time. So I'm always hot and now we're like confined. We don't have a way to get away, set our own zone, right? And that's what, so cars, you know, People in the automotive world realize we can't solve this, so let's just give everybody their own control, right? So, so it's just like, I mean, you know, I got my control, she has her control, and then sometimes I'm driving down the road and I'm like, it's like, it's hot on my neck, it's, it's hot, it's, it's like hell is in my back seat. Like, what happened? Is the devil back there? And that's because the kids have a, who, allowed the kids to have a control. We don't give you control. I got the master. You know what? You're cut off. You're cut off. You don't get control. That heat. 
thinking about temperature in all seriousness, in the same way when you walk into a house or a place or a new place or a, a room or a, you can feel the temperature. Did you know you can feel the temperature in a family? You can feel the temperature in a marriage. You can feel the temperature in a dating relationship. You can watch parents with their children and you can feel the temperature. A home has a climate. A lot of people come to Milestone, they're like, it's like, what, what, did they gather all the friendly people? No, there's a principle at work that's, that, again, it's not about perfection. It's not even about people who have it all figured out. It's just a temperature. It's a temperature that overshadows, that pervades the whole culture of the environment of your home. And I want to encourage you today with something you can do to change the temperature, to set the thermostat. And it's not just the principle, the posture of humility, it's the practice that follows it. The practice that follows humility is honor. Proverbs 18, 12 says, humility comes before honor. Homes that are filled with humility attract help from God and the people in those environments practice something that if you stick the thermometer in our culture, it's missing a lot in our culture today. And that's honor. It's honor. You're like, again, you're going to think, whoa, you don't know my situation, Jeff. Like, I want to share with you today practically whatever it is that you're challenged with in the culture of your home or relationships. I'm not saying it's the sum total, end all, be all, but a huge piece of it can be just to change the thermostat by this practice of scripture called honor. Honor can change the game. Romans chapter 12, Paul exhorts us in that. He's talking about the church family. He's talking about, again, the Bible uses so much familial language and how we view God. And Paul said, I'm like your father. Timothy, you're like my son. He said to one, I come to you like a mother, like the Bible. We call each other sister, brother, familial language. And he's talking to them like a dad. He's talking to them like you're, you're all together in this, in this church family thing and I, I need to lay some ground rules for a minute. So he starts talking to them about it. He says, let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with brotherly or sisterly affection. Look at this little phrase right here that I think could change your family relationship. Change your relationship with your older children. Change your relationship this week with your spouse. Change your relationship with your mother-in-law, your father-in-law, your son-in-law, your daughter-in-law, your teenager. Outdo one another in showing honor. Outdo one another. I mean, that's kind of a competitive word. Most of the time in the Bible, it doesn't give us some kind of like intentional type competitive thing, you know. I, I like the word outdo there. It's like, I, I kind of have that. We, you know, I don't know how your home is, but, you know, at my home, like, I, we, we don't subscribe to the philosophy of you let your kids win to build their self-esteem. 
we dominate them. We don't give participation trophies at my house. If you lose, we, we win and gloat. I mean, we, 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 we say it's better to win than lose anytime, right? So, so like my kids, they get old enough, you know, and they love Monopoly. And you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to take your money. Dad, play Monopoly. You don't want to. You're going to end up discouraged because I'm going to take your money. Because they're young, right? And, they, and they, every opportunity, they're buying railroads and they're kind of buying little stuff and they spend all their money. And, and I'm just going to wait, right? Get around on that other side and get the boardwalk and park place and some of those greens and stuff. And, and I'm going to start putting, I'm, I'm going to develop it. Y'all with me? I mean, we're going to put some houses. We're going to put a hotel on there. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna make up new rules because that's what dads do when they're losing. You know, you, make, you change the rules for yourself and benefit because you're going to win, right? And it's like, look, if, you know, the extra game pieces, those are skyscrapers. So we're going to put those on there, right? And so I just build up a big old deal, and you're just going to stroll along, and you're going to land in my area, and, and I'm going to take your money. You know, they love playing with Meemaw. Meemaw is a, is a prayer warrior. Meemaw is merciful. So my kids were playing the other day with Meemaw. And Meemaw, they landed on her little deal, and they were like, I don't have any money, Meemaw. She's like, you don't have to pay me. <laughs> oh, not me. Oh, you're going to pay me. I'm, I want all your money, right? <laughs> Truth is, Paul hears, he's, he's, he's actually, there's kind of a little competitive, like, let, let's, let's just go for it. Like, let's, let's, let's outdo with honor. Really, in the Greek language, really, honor is to, to esteem, to add value, to, to build up, to view through the lens of worth, right? And that word outdo there is not really a competitive term as much as we might apply it. It really means take the lead, go first which really is the issue with honor in our relationships, in our home and everywhere else. Who's gonna go first? Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, Jeff. Like, I'll honor him when he honors me. I'll honor them when they stop being so disrespectful to me. No, 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 go first. Outdo one another. I'll, I'll honor my child when my child will start deserving some honor. No, no, what the Bible says here, along with many principles in Scripture, is it's not about whether it's deserved, it's decided. You decide, I am, because I'm a person who honors God, I'm, I'm going to take the lead. I'm gonna go first, I'm gonna do something crazy, like not be led by my feelings, my insecurities, my rejection, the pain. So a lot of us, we've been dishonored. You've been dishonored by your parents, you've been dishonored by your ex-spouse, you've been dishonored by your kids, and that's painful. And when that happens to you, it's like, Okay, well, I need to correct them. I need to direct them. I need to challenge them. I need to isolate from them. Pull away from that painful activity, but Paul's saying, no, 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 no. Do the reverse. Honor them. And let me say, well, does that mean like we don't have boundaries or we don't have truth or we, 
we, we validate wrong behavior. I'm not saying that. But even within that, you can show honor. And the honor is you setting the thermostat of the relationship. I, I don't speak on honor, by the way. A lot of times pastors, you know, we think, we think this is about like whoever gets the position gets honor, right? Like, you know, pastors be like, I need to preach on honor so these people will honor me, you know? Like my kids, you know, their favorite thing when they got older was when we left them at home by themselves, who's in charge of who? You know, I'll never forget, my kids got a little bit older and, you know, my son, can I spank Hannah? No, you can't. No, you don't have that, you don't have that badge. Well, just let me know, Dad, when I'll, I'll take care of it. Okay, all right. I got it. It's like, no, no. So a lot of times we're thinking, well, wait a minute, I'm the patriarch of the family. Wait, I'm the dad, I'm, I'm the mom, I'm the this, I'm the older sibling, I'm the person who should receive this honor. But the Bible says, no, 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 no. Get rid of your positions and start showing it more. Start offering it more. Start going against the grain of how you feel. I, I, I tell you, I'm so thankful. I, I feel honored by you as a church. I feel honored by my wife. Back to the engagement, you know. Everybody wants to know, Pastor, how do you feel about it? You know, what do you think about it? My daughter just got engaged, you know. And it's like, some of y'all who've been through this, I don't know how to feel. I'm like, my first thought is, am I old enough for this? Y'all know what I'm saying? I'm like, I got old at some point. I got I don't know how that happened. Some of y'all are like, I don't relate. Others are like, I got you, Pastor. I got you, right? My big thing with it is I'm, I'm trying to figure out like how to navigate this wedding thing too because you know, I was, I had, we had a little wedding committee meeting, which I'm not chairman of. I'm a little, I don't even know if I'm at the table until it's time to write the checks. And I was like, hey, guys, we can cut the budget. We got a preacher. We got that. I know some people down there at the church. Maybe we can, you know, get a little deal or something on the building. We can't do that, Dad. We can't. Honey, it doesn't have a center aisle. We need a venue. What? We have a venue. It's awesome. It doesn't have a center aisle. I'm like, for what y'all are spending, we'll build a bridge. We'll build a deal. You could walk over the bridge and float down to the front to the free preacher. We could get it done. We'll let you know when the next committee meeting, when we're on the budget side of this thing. Gotcha. I will tell you, I'm just thankful my daughter, my son-in-law, like, honored my wife and I in the process. I'll just tell you that. They have their own things they're gonna grow in and face. Just because you're a pastor's kid or in a pastor, you still have stuff and life and they're gonna learn about it. I will say, I wanna honor them because they honored us in the process. You know what I learned in that? Because we hear a lot about we should honor. We forget a lot of times how it makes the person feel that you honor. It's really powerful. It really is very, very powerful. As a parent or as a friend, it's a powerful thing. And you know what? You can't buy it. You can't demand it. People need to start honoring me. How's that working? I need to get some honor around here. When you show it, 
When you do it, it changes the temperature. Now, again, I know some of you are like, you don't know my kid. You don't know my spouse. You don't know my mother-in-law. No, 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 I got you. I got you. What I do know is, though, a lot of times we go, what do I do? Let's talk about it practically. How does it change the atmosphere of our home when we honor, number one, what we honor, we receive from. The enemy wants to get us in a place of dishonor or withholding honor. See, when you've been dishonored or disrespected, you withhold honor sometimes because that's the only thing you can control. It's a protective measure, right? So the enemy isolates us, separates us, and stops the process of healing. You can't even feel what the other person feels because when dishonor starts happening, it causes us to separate. And you can't bring healing to something you can't feel. If you can't feel it, you can't heal it. You can't have any way of even connecting to it. So honor's what bridges the gap. And on a macro picture, I wanna say this. For some of you, you're like, okay, preacher, I expected you to say that, but I never forget that we have young families here who are starting out. And I don't take it for granted that you actually know what to do. Let me say this as starting place, A number one, beginning step, number one, you have to set up an environment in your home where God is honored, not with lip service. Kids pick up on that. This is not, hey, act honorable so you'll make me look better. That'll actually work in the reverse. I'm talking about from the heart. Not perfect, but you know what? We revere and honor God. In this house, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He's the standard. All of us miss it from time to time, but you know what? That doesn't remove him from the throne. So we set him up as the standard. We're gonna honor God. And by the way, when you honor God, you receive from him and you get help in the environment that you're trying to build. So we, in our culture, we have pushed God out. Don't talk to us about marriage. Don't talk to us about sexuality. Don't talk to us about this. We'll leave you over there. All we want you to do, kind of God, is like kind of maybe be there at the ceremony. And so what we do is push God out, and then we end up in crisis. We wonder why it's all falling apart, and it's not because God doesn't want to help us. We dishonored him and pushed him out. We pushed him out of the picture. I thought about even just relationally, like how do you, I'm talking about atmosphere. Did you know we were created in this atmosphere of relational unity and harmony? The very beginning, you say, the pastor, you say God has the design, the plan, all that, where's that in the Bible? A lot of places, but just go to the front pages. The very front pages say, let us make man in our own image. You're like, let us? Wait a minute, I thought it was God. Well, it's a very mind-blowing thing that we serve a God who is one God but three. So for all of eternity, he is one God, but for all of eternity, for before time began, he has operated in a perfect existence in a relational harmony as God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And I don't even want to attempt at any level to deduce down the Trinity to this one concept, but it is present in the relationship. When God starts infusing an atmosphere, 
That's how he made us to function. Let us make man in our own image. He created them male and female. It's not good that man would be alone. He created a helpmate suitable for him. And what God joins together, let a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. There's this union that's supernaturally ordained by God. Quit pushing God out of your home. Quit pushing him out because the very temperature you're trying to create is created by his presence in it. He's the one that can change the attitude of your kid. You can't. He's the one who can change the heart, soften the hearts, cause honor. As you get older, what do you want? Your kids to love each other. Honor each other. If you want them to honor each other in the future, teach them how to honor God when they're little. And when he starts showing up, he does that. I'm not reducing it only to honor, but the Father, Jesus, this is my Son in whom I'm well pleased. Jesus says of the Holy Spirit, better that I go away for a helper, a better helper to your advantage is gonna come and help you. What am I, what am I trying to say? I'm saying when you honor God, when you honor his word, For some of you, you're like, duh, you're a preacher. You're saying we should get the Bible in our house. It needs to be in more homes. And I've raised adult kids, and it's tough today. Where else? I'm I'm telling you. My friend said, she said, they said, the internet said, look, I don't, this Bible right here is the standard. It's not going out of style. We're under its authority. Dad's under its authority. Mom's under its authority. Kids are under its authority. May seem simple, but it's powerful. Honor starts with what you do. Remember, humility is a posture. Humility is something that's lived out. Honor with the way you speak, the way you react, the way you see, the way you add value. Honor is what you can actually do. It's what you can do with that crisis thing at your house right now. Honors what you can do. You can outdo everybody involved in showing honor. Big prayer request. When I, most of the time when I get a pastoral call, most of the time, it's a family problem. Most of the time. Number one prayer request we receive in our pastoral care department. One of those from men is I want to know how to be closer to God. One of the number one prayer requests. Why? Because you hear me say, set up God as the standard and honor God. And I want to tell you, men, let me, let me say this to you. You are, a ma- you are massive in setting that temperature. Massive. The Bible says when a man gets saved over and over throughout, whole household would get saved. You, you, you have so much influence over that environment and honestly, you hear me say that, and a lot of guys are like, man, I, kinda, I, I know how to hit a golf ball, I know how to close a deal, but like, I don't know how to do that like spiritual stuff, pastor. So what happens is we, we, we move toward what we can win at. And so as men, we, we feel like, I don't know if I can win at that. We don't like to play games we can't win. So we move toward a scoreboard of what culture tells us if you get this, you'll really be winning only to find we knocked the bottom out of it, we broke the clock, and we don't feel like winners. Because I care about my kids, I care about this. Look, 
one of the big deals we learn in developing men is just simply praying with your family, praying with your wife. You think, really, pastor? No, yeah, I, I got it. Yeah, I got you. Because it's like, man, I don't, you can do a presentation at work. Hello, we'd like to present the, go home and be like, the dinner meal. Uh, uh, what do I say? Well, look, just, just, Jesus loves me, this I know. The Bible tells me so. Amen. <laughs> Here's what I'm saying to you. It's not even about what you say. It's about you stepping up and changing the temperature. It's amazing. Wives, we get from ladies, self-esteem, burden, big. I mean, we, you ladies, you just take on the weight of the world, right? It's like, the expectations of my kids, I want to not mess them up. The expectations, okay, okay, how many parties do we have to have at school now? Like, I got to carry all of that. And it's just like, and I got six Evites this week, and my friend really is going to depend on me. And like, if I don't participate in that, and I love her, but I don't really have the margin for it, but I will be like on the bad list, and she will probably forever hate me if I don't do that. And so I'm going to check maybe on the Evite, but I'm not going. But anyway, I'm just like, ha, ah, ah. ha. Self-evaluation and expectation, it's huge. It's huge. There's not, most of the time, ladies, just you, you have so much ability to influence the temperature. Oh, man. There may be in the Bible that whole households got saved when men got right with God, but a lot of the spiritual transfer happened in the Bible from moms and aunts. How many of y'all are thankful for the moms and grandmas that prayed most of us into the kingdom? Thank God, spiritual women make an impact. So why would the enemy not wanna get you down? And one of the big prayer requests is just even self-worth related stuff. Most ladies look in the mirror and there's, they never are like, I love what I see. A guy's different, you know, he's got hair growing off his back, ear hair, nose hair, roll up there and be like, looking good today, praise God, you know? <laughs> it's just like, You, you, you set the temperature. By the way, men, when you verbally, publicly, in front of your children, honor your wife, it raises that esteem level. Nobody can add that worth and value as much as you can. It's huge. To your daughters, it's huge. They're looking for it. Give it to them from you so they don't have to go looking for it anywhere else. As you honor them. Look, it, it, and it trickles down. I can't tell you how many families I've walked through a season in life with teenagers, and you're like, what does that have to do with honor? It's a lot of it. Teenagers just hit this phase, man, where they're, they're trying to express themselves. They're, 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 you know, I, I remember myself. I remember when I got to my dorm room at Baylor, like two or three weeks in, I just had this conviction come over me. I had to call my mom and say, I was a jerk. You know, because you wake up mad when you're a teenager. You just wake up, you're like, what happened to him? What, what's wrong with him? You just wake up, you're like, I got testosterone. I'm ready to fight somebody, I don't know why. Who made those oatmeal, those biscuits? Ah. You're like, uh, my mom, you know, she was the spiritual prayer warrior. She came in, this is the day, this is the day that, we're gonna pray about it. God, you're gonna change, Jeff. I'm like, ah! And they're just, they're just, and, they're, and they're, they start disrespecting and they don't mean to, but they just do. And some of you are in a crisis. 
I can't tell you how many, I, I've walked families and friends through that season and it's so tough because you're saying, Jeff, I need to honor my dishonoring teenager? Is that really what you're saying? Again, I'm not saying there's not a place for boundaries or correction or different things, but, but look, I'm telling you, they're, they're searching. They don't know who they are. You can't get insecure and wonder who you are. You, you are the one who God is filling with wisdom and knowledge, and he gave you as the parent, so you have the security that comes from God to offer them what they're lacking and needing. And when you honor them, you're like, honor them? That they should feel honored I haven't murdered them. <laughs> Here's an honor. You're still alive today. And I'm telling you, I can't tell you story after story after story where young people come back, mom and dad, thank you for being solid, secure, stable, continuing to speak words of honor, speak about, find something to honor them about. Kids, your little kids, parents, young families, teach them now. The home is the environment where you learn the principle of honor. I could go in to scripture after scripture after scripture. By the way, this is one of the Ten Commandments. I was reading it this week. Like when God's setting up that atmosphere in the Ten Commandments, it's the commandment that has a promise attached to it. Honor your father and mother. There's a blessing for your children. What parent doesn't want their children to be blessed? Well, the way you help them learn what blessing is is to learn how in your home. If you want to learn a foreign language, the better place to learn it is when you're little. And there's no greater atmosphere to start teaching them how to, how, I mean, I tell you, I talk to coaches and teachers and people here, if you employ people, you're like just disrespectful, just dishonoring, just just, just like, what, what? You're like, what, what happened? They learned it in their home. They learned it in their home. No atmosphere has the greater influence to teach you the principles of God than that little incubator called the home. You're like, my parents. You're like, have, you're older. You're like, my parents. I was counseling a guy this week who said he's, got, he's getting a little bit older coming into a stage of planning his future. And he goes, Pastor Jeff, what do I do? My dad really wants the best for me, but he's a strong personality. And I just feel like I, I just don't want to dishonor him, but he's like dominating. And he's like, he has his vision for what I should do. And I'm like, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Honor is what you practice as you begin to communicate with him and dialogue with him. Let's talk about this. Start off Dad, I honor you for what you've done in my life. Dad, I honor you for loving me. I honor you for coming to my games. I honor you in this and this and this. It'll change the tone, which will give you the environment to say, Dad, here's some things I'm feeling and I'm working through. Can we process this together? Do you see how honor changes the temperature? It's hard for Dad to get reactive when you start with honor. Some of you are like, my parents are dishonorable. Look, children obey parents, but all children honor. And you know what? This is crazy now. Some of your parents who you say, man, they've been dishonored. Write them a letter and honor them in the areas you can. And watch God change the dynamic. In the most caustic, difficult situation, if you'll hear me today, if you'll find a way to honor that situation, that person, you'll outdo one another in showing honor 
God will show up. If you'll take, even let him have the freedom to do some things as you set the temperature in the right way. I wanna honor somebody today to close my message. You know, as a pastor, you just, you think about what you're talking about. I've been thinking all week about honor, you know, noticing it, seeing it, it's like everywhere. So I've been just, just praying about it, thinking about it. And I had something happen this week where one of my friends who goes to church here said, hey, pastor, I just wanna tell you, like, there's a lady named Elizabeth. No, he just said, Elizabeth is someone serving in your children's area, and she was over the top. She went above and beyond. She's like, you need, he said, you just need to know it. Young family, kid with a little bit of separation anxiety. They want to come in church, receive from the word, don't want to distract people. Kid, full on, you know, monkey cling. Any parents know what I'm talking about? Ah! And Elizabeth, I didn't even have this planned. I just, I just heard it. I thought, wow, I need to dig into that. That's powerful, amazing, Elizabeth. So I called Pastor Drew, our family's pastor. I said, who's Elizabeth? She served last Sunday. I don't know if she's a teenager. I don't know, I don't know anything about her. If she's a professional, she's been trained in how to do this. And I just listened, and as I listened to it, I thought, I want to make her famous this weekend. She deserves honor. Elizabeth is a retired librarian, from a, and she is a storyteller, and she loves to impart life to kids. And I love that because in the kingdom of God, you never have to retire. Are you with me? Some of you are like, man, I made mistakes with my kids. Good. Help us in spiritual family, deposit it in the next generation so we can help the next generation do better than we did. And she shows up with her purpose and she just does what she does. She said, hey, just give me that boy. Just come on, come on, come on, come over to Elizabeth. He's not gonna wanna, co he's not gonna go back with you after he spent some time with me. She's a storyteller, librarian. And I called her daughter just to ask some questions. She said, so truth is Elizabeth is serving faithfully every weekend three and four year olds with purpose, with passion, showing up and honoring kids. You never love anybody any more than when you love the people they love. And she's showing love to families every single weekend. I thought, you know what, I wanna, I wanna honor her. And I can, because I got the mic. <laughs> and I said, but I didn't know, her husband there has had multiple strokes. She's serving faithfully that way and she's a primary caregiver for him. Some, somebody helped them out and got a lift for them and took care of them. And she, she, just, she, she was in the service last night and just cried the whole time. Her daughter told me, she said, thank you for honoring my mom. You know what? We honor her. She's a hero. She's a hero. It's not about us up here. A great church is an atmosphere full of people like Elizabeth that take care of people's three and four-year-olds and do it with passion. Now, let's just think for a minute, okay? I just wanted to do that, and I can because I'm the pastor. I just wanted to do it. You know what I'm saying? I just want to honor Elizabeth, and we're going to do some things for her and celebrate her. And, 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 but let's just think for a minute. How do you feel right now? You're like, man, that feels good. It feels good to be in a family, and we're honoring each other, and Elizabeth, she, she's, she's kind of over there and nobody knows and we honored her and it feels good, doesn't it? 
It doesn't have to be just that way at the church house. It can be that way at your house. If you'll begin to create a culture of honor, I want you to bow your heads with me. Father, I pray right now for one person who may not know you. Jesus, you want to have a relationship with them. There may be somebody here, maybe listening to me online. You, you say, I don't know Jesus. I, I, I need, I'm away from him. Or You're not right with him. Jesus wants to have a relationship with you. He loves you right where you are. You can simply say, Jesus, come into my life. I receive you today. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that prayer, we want you to let us know. Come forward at the end of the service. Come to Discovery 101. Fill out a card. We want to help you in your journey if you prayed that prayer. But I, I, wanna, I want all of us, I pray, Lord, that all of us, Lord, this leaks out of our lives. It's not talked about enough in our culture. Lord, fill us up today. Fill us up with humility that will overflow in honor. Fill it up in our lives today. Even those painful places, Lord, give us by your spirit the power to overcome it by what you're doing in and through us. But I wanna pray specifically. There's somebody listening to me, or maybe a few of you, you're like, Pastor Jeff, it's, it, the temperature's real bad. It's broke. It's broken, and I don't know what to do. Lord, I pray today that they... That, that you, if I'm praying for you, you would take this week the opportunity to bring honor into that situation. And I thank you, Lord, that you're gonna heal. You're gonna show up. You're gonna do amazing things far beyond what we could ever ask, think, or imagine. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If there's anything we can do to help you in your walk with Jesus, please don't hesitate to reach out through our website at milestonechurch.com. And if you found this podcast helpful, leave a review on the podcast app or your favorite podcast platform. We hope you have a great week.